You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. This episode, we'll be talking about Paul McCartney. McCartney, in the room, I have Rob. Hello. Ben. Hello. And John. Hello. McCartney is the debut solo album by English rock musician Paul McCartney. It was issued on the 17th of April, 1970 on Apple Records. The producer was Paul McCartney, and the genre is rock and lo-fi. And from All Music Review, Stephen Thomas Irwine. Paul McCartney retreated from the spotlight of the Beatles by recording his first solo album at his home studio, performing nearly all of the instruments himself. McCartney has an endearing, ragged, homemade quality that makes even its filler, and there's quite a bit of filler, rather ingratiating. Only a handful of songs rank as full-fledged McCartney classics, but those songs, the light folk pop of What Would Be Something, The Sweet Gentle Every Night, The Ramshackle Beatles Leftover Teddy Boy, and the staggering Maybe I'm Amazed are full of all the easy melodic charm that is McCartney's trademark. The rest of the album is charmingly slight, especially if it is to read as a way to bring Paul McCartney back to earth after the highlights of the Beatles. At the time, the throwaway nature of much of the material was a shock, but it has become charming in retrospect. Unfortunately, in retrospect, it also appears as the harbinger of the nagging mediocrity <laughs> that would plague McCartney's entire solo career. <laughs> All right, what do we think of McCartney by Paul McCartney? It, it's fucking mediocre. It's, it's crap. A stinker. It's real crap. It's it's a ha- it's half finished. If I was if I was his teacher and I've got this gifted student and he turns in this essay, I would give it right back to him. And tell him to fucking finish it. I would be very cross, very I would cross, cross indeed. I, and I think that's the problem is he had no one to edit it. Nobody to say, this is bad, do more. Uh, did you read he, that George Harrison quote? Oh, no, but that sounds right. Oh, no, uh, George Harrison said he he, uh, he liked, uh, I think he liked, uh, he absolutely liked Maybe I'm Amazed and That Would Be Something. And he said the rest of it, it would just, he said politely that it just wasn't for him because George Harrison is a gentleman. And then uh, he also said... Uh, the only person he's got to tell him if songs are good or bad is Linda, which, uh, you know, is it, true because he was so exiled and like a lock in Scotland at this point, uh, as opposed to what Lennon says, which is a uh, rubbish Ingle Humbertink music. <laughs> and then he said that uh, once uh, George, uh, once Paul McCartney heard a Plastic Ono Band album, it would probably scare him into doing something decent. <laughs> <laughs> Which you know, he's not wrong. <laughs> no, it's it, it's unfit. It's unfinished. I don't think it's charming. Okay, <clears throat> no, I, I wanted to hear your opinion because of Skip Spence's album. Or 
Yeah, that's different. Sp- Skip Spence was out of his fucking mind. He's when out of he his fucking Orr. mind, and he's an this, underdog. This guy, and is, Paul McCartney, is just a a, a, a jilted millionaire, a living god at yeah. this point. And weren't Skip Spence's songs not supposed to be released? No, it was, it was, it was, it was demos. To, it was supposed yeah, to be a demo. Right. Yeah. These are McCartney being like, And Skip great. Spence was saying... But say, I, th- I think these were demos, too. But mm. but he, inte- he, he... Skip Spence didn't know... He thought he was recording demos and was not in on the decision to release it as an album. That's true. Paul McCartney is the master of his own domain. I think he actively pushed to get this released. Oh, there are stories. There are stories, sir. But, no. And, and also, Skip Spence... He's like a legitimately tortured individual, and you can hear that in in his lyrics and in his songwriting. Or Paul McCartney, he's it's fucking frivolous. It, it's just like you know, yeah, he had so he had a bad time at the end of the Beatles. So he goes out to his fucking cottage in Scotland with his family and just broods and writes some half-assed songs and turns them in and expects everyone to love him because he's Paul McCartney. Put this up next to All Things Must Pass. That's someone who does their work. Yeah. Dude, you know? put this up against Electronic Sound, the other Harrison yeah. record that is just bleeps and bloops <laughs> on Zapple records, not even Apple records. And that's a thousand times better than this. Like, uh, I wrote down on, uh, uh, on the third track, Valentine Day, like, for him being as accomplished as a bassist as he yeah, is... Yeah, I, I wrote, like, are you kidding me? fucking... Yeah. It's asinine that he's even trying to pass it off and and, and insulting to anyone listening to it. Um, Speaking of, and I don't want to cut you off. Oh, no, no. I I will yell about this record. (laughs) So, you know, we've talked about before and and general social culture has talked about, you know, kind of shitting on Ringo as a drummer uh, because he's a simple drummer. And there's the whole George Harrison quote, like, is Ringo the best drummer in the world? Ringo's not even the best drummer in the band. And, and... and there's all this talk about, like, oh, was Paul McCartney a better drummer than Ringo? Well, he played drums in this album, and no, he isn't. <laughs> you know, like, there's, like, so John's recording his solo album. He calls Ringo. George is recording his solo album. He calls Ringo. Paul's recording a solo album. I got this. And, you know, the drums, they're competent. They're competent. And I'm speaking as a drummer. They sound like drums as a second instrument. Yeah. They, sure. they, they are not inspired. They're not nuanced. You know, Ringo had dynamics. Ringo had nuance. His parts are really simple, but they were. he knew what he was doing, and he knew nuance. McCartney's laying down a competent beat. No, this, sh- this album should end that discussion. Yeah, that's true. That is very true. I had the same feeling that you guys did. It was it was just kind of like, and, and I was trying to take myself out of it and just say, okay, let's just pretend... He's not a Beatle. It's hard to do. Even but, worse. Somehow. But yeah. <laughs> but even if he like wasn't a Beatle, um, like let's just think about this. This is an artist that you know recorded everything himself, um, just trying to make it. Let's say. And yeah, it was a bad. I mean, it's just a bad album. It's the songs are not complete. They don't sound like they. He even wants them to be complete. Yeah, and there's no. You're right. There's no nuance within this stuff it just sounds like doodles that he is doing within the studio with the exception of course of like maybe i'm amazed that's like a fully filled out song and it would be fully realized once he re-records it right with wings right so 
Yeah, I mean, like I don't get it. It literally sounds at points like a child in his bedroom with a Tascam four track trying real hard. But because he's a little kid, it's not, you know, it's endearing because this is a dude who has recorded so many fucking songs. And this is the best that he, this is the output that he did after being in the biggest band that ever existed is just, it's, it's infuriating and insulting. And yet yeah, the, the, that review is right. Occasionally there are little bits of like the genius that, mm-hmm. that, 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 that he, he has <clears throat> personally. Um, those things would include junk. I mm-hmm. think that was a that was an all right one, and uh, the only other one that really caught me was uh, the uh, the sing along junk, uh, because like I found so- somehow his inability to play all the instruments very well on the instrumental specifically mm-hmm. makes it better, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. than if it had just been like done like correctly. But I mean, Jesus Christ, uh, you know, m- maybe I'm amazed. Is it's it's not. I, I that that's one of those songs that I could go the rest of my life without ever hearing. It's 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 not good. It's and a good to, song. You is it though? Yeah. No, no, not I really. Think it yeah, is. yeah, that's yeah. a it's good, good song. That's a good song. That would be something. Really would be something. That would be something. Beach in the falling rain, mama. Beach in the falling rain. Disagree with one of the things you said. Uh, you, you you said it sounds like a like a child trying really hard. I think it's the opposite. I think it sounds like a very talented person not trying at all. You're just trying to just rest on his laurels, shit into a microphone, and know people are going to buy it. Man, that uh, like, <laughs> knowing that he did all of this, uh, the the song "Hot as a Sun" dash glasses, very cool. Um, <laughs> like uh, you, there's this bongo part. And you can literally see him, like, in a sleeveless Donald Duck t-shirt with some jorts, sitting on the floor, wearing sunglasses, just just playing bongos, because that's exactly what he was fucking doing. Uh, yeah. How do you feel about the mouth drums? Uh, uh, that would be something. Uh, not a thing I'm into. Uh, no. That, I, was, I was thinking you about that. You have access to drums. The, yeah, you know I was thinking about that, too, and it was like, oh, just, it's just like the demo. Like, he's like, oh, and then the drums will go here. It, this is the demo. Like, literally, he is recording right, and being like, kept that but then they just keep it. Yeah. yeah. I just wrote down scatting, question mark, exclamation <laughs> point. He does some scatting. He yep. does. Uh, so. I think Junk's a very pretty song. I do, too. Yeah. I do, too. They're, like, this al- it's, as much as we're shitting on it, this album is listenable. Yeah. You know, like, it, it's still it's still Paul McCartney, and he has a knack for melody. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's listenable, it's just Filler. It's unfinished ideas that Paul McCartney had it's about all, a song. It's that, a B side that he never fleshed out. Yeah, he just he just didn't spend the time. He admitted to as much too. Like he he said that these songs he was just gonna throw them away. Essentially, it was just stuff to get out to you know like uh, to kind of do what 
what you would say like Lennon was doing, like just to get it all out there, you know, or all of them were yeah, doing. That album was But those, yeah, those albums were good. <laughs> and this is just him getting it out. It just meant that him and messing around for, by himself. For him acknowledging that it's kind of throwaway material, the, the fucking stick in the mud drama that Sir Paul McCartney is stirring up around around and during the release of this album is just like class A douchebaggery. Yeah. And, 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 and that dickery yes. is what sold this album. Well, so you know, so Paul McCartney wanted the Beatles to hire Paul McCartney's in-laws mm-hmm. as uh, as their representation, the Eastmans, uh, Linda McCartney's yeah brother and father. But uh, the Beatles went with someone else, uh, I think Klein, like Alan Klein. Mm. I could be wrong. And so Paul McCartney uh, gets hurt in his in his poor little bottom, and he boycotts Apple in 1969. So he's just not around Apple anymore. So the rest of the Beatles have a business to run because Apple is a record label, and so they're forced to start making business decisions as a as a trio. So Paul McCartney is is over in his mansion in scotland hanging out brooding writing this album knowing that he's going to release this album and very few people are privy to this there's like maybe one or two people that work at apple that even know he's planning on this so meanwhile the other three Beatles are trying to work on when are we going to release let it be you know it's it's a feature film and it's also an album we're probably going to release them both so they paul's not there so they choose uh, uh let's release uh Let's release the album, or the, the, I forget if it was the album or film, but it was in late March. And at this point, Paul McCartney was secretly hoping that his album was going to be released in mid-April, but also not telling anyone. When he comes up, he's like, my, my, uh, this is the release date for my album. Alan Klein decides that, uh, uh, oh no, this is going to conflict with the release of Let It Be, mm-hmm. uh, so we're going to push your album. And this really pisses off uh, Paul McCartney. So George Harrison intervenes, and he steps in. He's like, no, my buddy Paul's going to release his album when he wants to. He's like, Paul, I got your back. I assure you that you're going to be able to keep your release day, even though you didn't tell anyone about it. And we'll just, we'll push this, and we'll figure it out. George Harrison, first-class peacemaker. So then they agree to that. They, they're like, okay, Paul's going to get his album out. And then uh, Phil Spector, who's doing the post-production work on the Let It Be reports back to Apple like, hey, I'm almost done. I could feasibly get this album in time to release simultaneously with the theatrical release. And that's just not even a a decision. Everyone's like, oh, well, yes, obviously, yes. If we can if we can pull this off, if you can get it done, we'll release them both at the same time. We'll release them on. uh, It was like April 28th. And so I'm like, oh, shit, someone's going to tell Paul, you know, because when we told him we were going to push it, we didn't realize this was going to happen. So instead of sending him a message, Ringo goes to Paul's house in person and delivers the message like, hey, just so you know, we are going to need to push your record. Uh, Paul flips out, goes crazy, says, quote, I will finish you, you will pay. (laughs) 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 And, 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 And the Beatles back down. They say, all right, buddy. All right, buddy, you can have your album released. We'll we'll just push let it be. It's fine. <laughs> but that was enough. Paul was n- never going to not cool. It's now like, it's everyone against me. Everyone hates old Paul. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. 
fucking Paul. Fucking Paul. Yeah. And so then when he did release it, it wasn't it like seven days after the, the, the newspapers reported that the Beatles broke up? Oh, so about that. <laughs> yeah. So he releases, when he yeah. does release it, after just shitting in his own pool that much, <laughs> he then, he then so he, fi- he gets the release that he wanted. Everyone else changes everything they were doing to make way for Paul's secret project that he won't tell anyone about. And he releases it with a, with a promotional Q&A self-interview where he wrote himself some questions and then he answered them on everyone's oh behalf. Boy. And in this, in this Q&A, which is a public press release, he confirms the Beatles are breaking up because there was already speculation. John had privately said he was leaving the Beatles like six months prior, but not gone to the press. Paul goes to the press. So they, yeah, the Beatles are done. I don't know if we'll ever get back together. But then he also says, he's like, I could never envisage me and John Lennon ever writing songs together, is something he says. He says he doesn't miss any of the band's contributions. He says he does not miss Ringo Starr's drumming. And uh, then he was, quote, devastated by the media interpretation of this interview <laughs> when they post qu- headlines like, Paul is quitting the Beatles Paul is breaking up the Beatles. But like, whoa, 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 whoa! And of course, the Beatles see this as a betrayal because John had told him he was leaving like six or seven months ago, and out of respect, non not gone to the press until we had kind of had a, like a strategy here. Whereas Paul uses it as as fucking promo for his album. <laughs> What a piece of shit, dude! And then this, and then this, <laughs> and then is the, the album. album, and then this is the album. <laughs> if like, if like this, had, if he had been working on all things must pass, maybe. Yeah. Right. He but he wasn't the for this. He wasn't. He was. He was just drunk dad in the basement. <laughs> is literally what he was. Poor, poor Linda McCartney yeah. is watching a seven-year-old and a newborn while her millionaire husband is <laughs> drinking himself to death in the basement recording demos with bongos <laughs> and, and, and... And mouth drums. And mouth drums. <laughs> oh, man. Go back you to me turn the, it up, Rob? No, can you go back to the, <laughs> the, the seventh track, Man We Was Lonely? Oh, no. Why? <laughs> Specifically, Radiohead ripped this riff off, and I can't figure out which song it is. Mm. Uh, are you I thinking you of uh, the end of a film, or what was... What's the... Yeah. Oh. I, I know what you're saying. No, like, there's vocals. I don't think there's vocals on that song. Hmm. You can stop now, though. The, yeah, the song's fucking terrible. Uh, and then go to song eight, because I had some thoughts on that one. Okay. The song is called what? Ooh, you. Ooh, you. Ooh, you. So, <laughs> so Linda McCartney apparently talks like a baby and then loves like a woman. So <laughs> the things that Paul McCartney is into is goo goo gaga. <laughs> <laughs> While having sex with his wife, <laughs> according to the lyrics, well, I, he I, wrote them. You know, that's that's his own words. Like a baby, yeah. Like a woman, yeah. What the so... fuck is that lyric, man? Tony, man, he's just drunk in his basement. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> no, he, he like in, in 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 retrospect, Paul McCartney looks back on this era of his life. And he, he said he thought he was going to be a, a casualty of rock and roll, and Linda thought she was losing her husband. He was just a brooding drunk asshole in the basement of their mansion, uh, far away from everyone that they ever knew. <laughs> yeah, while she raises their kids. The, I, the song Teddy Boy, which they said was... Mm-hmm. Uh, leftover Beatles. Le- leftover Beatles. Mm-hmm. That reminded me so much of that little uh, South Park skit uh, where Chef is telling Elton John how to like write songs. Where Elton John's like going, Hey there, cheddar cheese girl. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, the lyrics to Teddy Boy remind me of that so much. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. I'm sorry. That, that, that's all I have to <laughs> okay. to contribute. Sing along, junk is a the best song on the record. Yeah, and that's a melancholy, melancholy instrumental, yeah. right? Yeah, and that's it is kind of great. Yeah. So I haven't heard uh, everyone in that band released uh, solo albums in 1970, including Ringo. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard Ringo's. It's it, got to be better than this. It's maybe. not in the book, but I'm you know it's got a fighting chance of not being the worst Beatles solo album. <laughs> I I think the word that was used was shocking by listeners of this album. They were just I was shocked. Yeah. I was, I was also shocked. I was I, I was listening to this the first time I was listening to this I was listening to it in the kitchen uh with with Carrie my wife. You know and like she 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 doesn't nerd out on this stuff like I do. She more more of a a, a casual fan. Listen to and her response was, "Well, this is disappointing." Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it's true. This is like this is a Paul McCartney solo record. It it should be many things, but the this first is, one disappointing after, shouldn't be how you, know, you describe it. Yeah, like this guy's got chops. Yeah, like him, like him or don't. He's got songwriting chops, and he's they're not on display. He can also invite other musicians. He doesn't have to do it himself. He, he was brooding, Birch. I know. He doesn't want. He doesn't miss Ringo strums. <laughs> We do. <laughs> like he everybody did, else. Does. He didn't have cool friends like Harry Nilsson. He, 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 he yeah. was just a, a, in a basement in Scotland. Call up Donovan. What's he doing? Seriously, call anyone. <laughs> Dude, call anyone. You know, the world needs more of uh, minor chord progressions for the Batman theme. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks, Mama Miss America. Paul McCartney, call like 30% of the people that George Harrison called. And and you'll have more than enough. Yeah, it did have. I will say that this album did have a few moments that were um, that this were pretty moments. pretty cool. Yes, yeah, it is. It's it just is like, lo-fi. Like we are listening to like Mama Miss America and those drums. The, how those drums are blown out and that sort of like reverbed guitar. I was kind of like ah, that could be something. But again, he just didn't. It's a it. demo. Yeah, like here I'm literally thinking, oh, this could turn into. Something they just all need worked. All of them just seem like they need to be bounced off of some friends yeah. and worked. Yeah, you know, and they just weren't. It's 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 hubris. Yeah, Mama Miss America sounds like a demo that Shadowy Men and the Shadowy Planet would have done. Yeah, and yeah. It's, mm-hmm. they it would have stayed a demo. <laughs> yeah, all B sides. All right, what do we think? What do we think, Rob? In, in good conscience, I can't give it a complete no, but I. Uh, whatever is less than neutral that isn't negative like hmm. it, it mm-hmm. it's just f plus 
<laughs> I, I, I guess it's a it's a D, D plus. plus. Yeah, it it, it, passed. it it barely passed, but it's not good. Not failing. C minus here. Okay, and and what that's does that mean? It, well, neutral. No, and back to the analogy of of me being his teacher. I know what this guy's capable of. Yeah. I hold him to a higher standard. Well, you're going to yeah. be disappointed for the next 30 years. <laughs> and I am, and I am, and I have the, I have that perspective. But I know what kind of songs Paul McCartney can write when he's trying and when he puts in the time. And this seems phoned in, and I feel like calling him out on it. Like, I don't want to go full bad, because the whole thing is listenable. The whole mm-hmm. thing, well, except, you know, maybe Karina Kore. <laughs> Where he's just breathing hard and playing That's Linda breathing hard <laughs> and playing a few drum sets, <laughs> averagely. Yeah, you know, C minus. I get a neutral, I guess. Okay. Yeah, yeah. N- neutral, neutral on the way to negative. Yeah, it, it's just yeah. <laughs> There's no reason to listen to this unless you're listening to hear McCartney at his worst. Well, it's just McCartney is his laziest. I mean, yeah, but. It's not. Yeah, it doesn't. They're not bad songs. He just he he just didn't work them. He right. he didn't put in the time. Right. If you want to just hear him pooping around in a basement. Yeah. But I don't know why you'd want to hear that. If you're you know true blue McCartney fan, absolutely. Yeah. You know. I don't know. I I might just go negative because I. No. Yeah. I'll go neutral. I'll go <clears throat> neutral on it. There are a couple high high points and some interesting stuff, but man, it is, I would never recommend it. doesn't belong in the book. No, don't not, have at, all. Listen to not at all. I'm, I, I don't know much Paul McCartney solo, but I'm sure he's got solo albums that it, surpass this. Surpass this. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. The, what made me mad is uh, like doing the research on this is the, they're trying to shoehorn this in is like indie. I noticed that as well. And I saw that too. it's like, wh- who the fuck are you? Like, a man who has all the money in the world. Indie bands, by definition, are doing it themselves because they can't afford the type of luxuries that a Beatle could fucking do. They're doing it the and best this is they the, can with doing, their resources. They are using the best material and getting it done as fast as possible mm-hmm. and putting out the best thing they can. I this disagree with that. This is not the best thing that this man could have put out. No, I disagree with you that. Know, you think this is indie as fuck? No. <laughs> no, but I think your definition is, is very... Fraud. Yeah, I think... Well, I mean, I, pre, it, it, pre, it fails on pre on garage some, band some. like indie. Before you could just do it in your own bedroom. In, in, indie bands, I think, were trying to put out the best thing they could with the yeah, resources okay, available. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah. Put I, this up next to chocolate and cheese, I, and tell me I, who I did the better now. like home record. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that what you're saying is uh, this is to their. This is because they don't have any other resources. Yeah, it might have been that way in like 1970, but if we're talking about now, I do know several, um, you know, well-known artists that absolutely could just go in the studio and they have chosen to make a certain quality of record that is uh, cassettes. You, you know, Indy, Indy is now that, an aesthetic. That yeah, uh, not only that. I mean, it is somewhat of a convenience of. I mean, there's a whole subsection of music of people doing like bedroom tapes because it is cheap, but at the same time, it does produce a certain quality. It's intimate. And, and it, it brings something different that a studio does not provide. But this is like... He wasn't going for that. I don't think mm. he's going for no, that at all. No, this wasn't, this wasn't 
like, might have been experimenting a little with those like overdriven drums and you know some of that stuff, but well, his, this is not his recording equipment didn't have a, a soundboard with levels, so he couldn't tell when he was in the red. Yeah. So he, he may have lucked out a few times. Yeah. Yeah. Know? I don't know. Uh, play me out on sing along, Jen. <laughs> Let's put this fucking puppy to bed. <laughs> All right, next time we will be talking about Santana, Woo! Abraxas. Ooh. All right, thanks, y'all.